Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. I want to think about casinos during this podcast. Now, I'm not an expert, but I do know what they are. And I have been through the doors of a few. And I'm sure they play a big role in many retired persons' lives. Here are some of my thoughts. She lost the farm. That is not a figure of speech in this case. She was the wife of a high school classmate of mine. She was in a class or two ahead of me. They got married right out of high school and started the farm in Iowa. There was only one Cassine in Iowa at the time that I knew of. Today, there are many. She and her husband started to go to them just for entertainment. The occasional visit became more frequent than routine. Then they became addictive for her. Then she did indeed gamble away the farm. Last I heard, they'd lost it all. Walk into any casino and you will see older people standing or sitting at the slot machines. They're alone or perhaps a spouse stands by them. They look sad. Buses take full loads of retired people to casinos on a daily basis. Planes fly in and out of airports bound for casinos in Reno and Las Vegas. Retired people make up most of the passengers. Some say it's entertaining. I think it's loneliness, writ large. Brenda and I seem to pass through Las Vegas or Reno every two or three years. We've stayed in some of the famous casinos. They tend to offer a lot of room for the money. We walk the floor through once. We walk from casino to casino. A few years ago, I remember dropping a quarter in a slot. Nothing happened. See, I don't even know what it costs or how to operate the thing. A friend recently told me that you need to drop in more than one quarter to play the game. We don't gamble, not in casinos. I know we all gamble in one way or another. We gamble on the hope that we'll still be alive tomorrow, next year, 10 years from now. We gamble that our money will not run out once we retire. We gamble that our health will hold. We gamble every time we ride our bike on a busy road. Hopefully, no one will be turning around in the driver's seat to discipline unruly kids and swerve into our bike lane. Hopefully, they will not be distracted by their cell phone, DVD player, or a spilled cup of coffee. This kind of gambling seems reasonable to me. The casino kind? Not so much. I guess it seems reasonable to those people who sit there pumping money into the slots or tumbling dice down the table. I'm not at all sure of this. Maybe some of my listeners will respond to this question. I'll be glad to pass along the message to everyone. I still think it stems from loneliness. I have a friend who was deeply in love with the most wonderful woman. He was in his 70s, and it seemed like new meaning had waltzed into his world. She was personable beautiful, and held a job of some responsibility. Then they started to live together. Money started to disappear. She was a regular visitor to the local casino. There were arguments, promises made, tears shed. Then the ending of the relationship. She couldn't stop. Not everybody's injured by casinos, I suppose. 
I know of people who have flown to Vegas, spent a limited amount of money and flown home. They had a wonderful time. Yes, they lost or perhaps came out even, but they did not become addicted. I'm sure we all know some people who have visited a casino and come out making money, at least on that one particular visit. I could never understand gambling against the professionals. I'm reminded of reading of boxers in the days of old, maybe a hundred years ago or more, who used to tour the country and fight against any local talent. The traveling boxers were pros. They had trained. They knew everything about the sport of boxing. They could take a punch, evade a punch, and throw a punch. The local folks would line up their biggest, best, and bravest, many times the local smithy. Bets would be made. The pro would fame for a few rounds. The bets would grow. Then the pro would lay the local talent to the floor. It happened every time. Money was gathered, and the next town was selected for a visit. It's common knowledge that the casinos always win in the end. The odds of winning against the house are minuscule to non-existent. Yet, people forever pull open that door. Perhaps it's my humble beginning that led me to hold my money a bit closer. Money was hard to earn in my family. Work was required. As a child, I never liked losing a penny in a card game or matching pennies with a coin flip, a bet, a gamble. It never appealed to me. It seems strange to even say that. It seems so common sense. I'm sure I'm missing something here. When I was a child, there were only a few places in the country where one could legally engage in gambling. Las Vegas, Reno, or Atlantic City. Today, the interstates are dotted with casinos. I recall gambling to be the territory of mobsters and shadowy figures. Then they moved to Indian lands. Then the states got into the act. I'm not sure if any states own casinos, but I know that states organize gambling in a big way via lotteries, which of course is another form of gambling on a grand scale. I have never bought a lottery ticket either. Well, to be honest, I have bought a lottery ticket for something sponsored by the seventh grade band or the boys and girls clubs, something like that. I've never checked numbers to see if I won. I have never bought a ticket thinking I might win anything. It was a donation. Here I am, retired, no child in our society, Casinos and gambling are very much part of our culture, yet I find it beyond understanding. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.